are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. We're talking about being citizens of another world. We, as Christians, are citizens of another world. And I want you to open your Bibles to John's Gospel, the 14th chapter. And we're going to read beginning from verse 1. We may approach this from a little different angle than you've ever heard it approached. And I don't have the last word on this, and I'll be the first one to tell you that, but I'm seeing some things in this. You know, there are parallels in scriptures, and there are types, and there are shadows, and you never can exhaust the scripture. But in John, the 14th chapter, verse 1, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Whether I go, you know, and the way you know. Now, you notice that Jesus says, in my Father's house. Now, the word house in the Greek is a word that actually means abodes. In my Father's house are many abodes. Now, I know one time in a certain church I taught in Sunday school class that the Bible did not say that you had a mansion in heaven. And man, I'm telling you, it stirred up a lot of stuff. And folks got disturbed because I said that the Bible didn't say you had a mansion in heaven. Now, I didn't say you didn't have a mansion in heaven. I want to clarify that here, lest I get stoned. (laughs) But the Bible didn't say we had a mansion in heaven. He said, in the Father's house are many mansions or abodes. And I'm sure if it's an abode, if it is meaning a place where we're going to spend eternity then it will most likely be a mansion uh, to our thinking anyway. But let's draw from that something else here this morning that I believe will bless you and help you. Notice he said, In my Father's house are many abodes. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go and prepare a place for you. So the place that he's talking about preparing for us, there's no doubt in my mind that God's preparing a place for us to spend eternity, but yet I want us to see a type here and a parallel that will open our understanding to some greater truths concerning this matter. Now notice that he said, I go to prepare a place for you. Now let's follow it down a little further. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest. How can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye have known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? Now, here's the first key to what Jesus is talking about. Have I been so long with you and you haven't known me? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Believest thou that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? 
the words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Now notice, he says, I am in the Father, and the Father in me. He was abiding in the Father. In my Father's house are many abodes. And he said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. No doubt that he's preparing a place for us in heaven. I'm not discounting that. You understand what I'm saying? But I'm seeing something in parallel here or a type that Jesus is saying is something that is more meaningful, really, than a mansion in heaven. And that is that he's prepared a place for us in the Father. As he says, I'm in the Father and the Father's in me. And he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Believe me that I'm in the Father and the Father in me or else believe me for the very work's sake. If you can't believe that, he said, just believe me for the work's sake. You see me doing the work of the Father. Verily I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my Father. Now, what did he mean, because I go to my Father? Because when he goes to the Father, he's going to send the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, and he will teach you all things, guide you into all truths, and he'll take a mind and show it unto you, and he'll show you things to come. And then you'll work the greater works. Even greater works than these shall you do. Why? Because then the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost is going to come back and get inside you and abide in you. And if you abide in him and he abides in you and you and them and I and them and thou and me that they may be perfect in one, Jesus said, I mean, you can't tell where God quits and you start or where you start and God quits. I mean, as far as God's concerned. Now, I know that You know, I'm not saying you're God, but I'm talking about what God is saying concerning the body of Christ. See, Paul called the church the body of Christ. Now you are the body of Christ. Now, when Jesus was here in his physical body, he could only be in one place at one time, and he could just minister to one group of people at one time. You know, I think some of the things that might be involved in the greater works that, you know, I preach on 90 different radio stations every day by a cassette tape. And you know, I may be off somewhere else. I may be fishing or something. But the Word of God's going out. And it's going out with my voice over the period of years. And these things communicate the gospel. Those things were not available in his day. But now notice what he's saying. Believe me for the very work's sake. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Someone said, a Greek scholar said that actually what it says in the Greek here, he says, if you ask anything in my name, if I don't have it, I'll make it for you. <laughs> now, that's pretty strong, isn't it? But somewhere along the line, we've missed the authority of the words of Jesus. And then he goes on to say, I'll pray the Father and he'll give you another comfort that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you. Now notice, he said, you know him, the Father. Or you know me, and if you know me, you know the Father. He dwelleth with you, but he shall be in you. Now this gives you a little insight to what Jesus is talking about. He says, I will not leave you comfortless, I will come unto you. A little while, and the world seeth me no more, but ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. At that day ye shall know that I am in the Father, and ye in me, and I in you. In other words, he's going to prepare a place for us. 
And I'll come again and receive you unto myself. He says, in that day. In what day? In the day that the Holy Spirit was going to come and make his abode in the earth. And God was going to minister the Holy Spirit and his kingdom in the hearts of men. On the day of Pentecost, the kingdom of God came to this earth and was set up in the hearts of men. And Jesus came back in the person of the Holy Ghost to this planet. And he dwells in you and me today. Yet he is seated at the right hand of the Father. But he says, I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. Now, you know, you can take three buckets and put two buckets in another bucket, and you've got three buckets occupying one space, what I'm saying. But how are you going to put... I and them, and thou and you, and you and, I mean, you got three buckets all in each bucket, all at the same time. I mean, it's got to be mingled together. There's got to be unity there. He's preparing a place for you, and he said, I'll come again and receive you unto myself, and receive you where you can be in Christ. Up till this time, people were not born again. But he's talking about when men are born again. And when we become molded out of the same mold that Jesus is, and then you see, he said, if you see me, you see the Father. Well, then if we were made out of the same mold and born again, as Jesus talked to Nicodemus, and old things have passed away and all things become new, then we're poured out of the same mold that Jesus was. And then if you see us, you have seen the work of the Father. Now, I'm talking about the ultimate here. I'm not talking about the actual reality of what you see day by day. I'm talking about what God sees in us. God looks at us through Jesus Christ and sees himself in us through the person of the Holy Spirit. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. It's not our righteousness, it's his righteousness, and he sees it in us. We're talking about what Jesus said concerning in my Father's house are many abodes. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go and prepare a place for you. If I prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you unto myself. Now, Judas here, after he's made this discourse down through verse 21, verse 22, Judas saith unto him, Lord, how is it that I will manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words. My Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. In other words, if you keep my words, Jesus said, we will come and make our abode with him. Keeping the word of God creates a lifestyle fit for God to live in. I don't know what that does for you. It excites me. If you'll keep the word of God. Keep his word. Now, you see, James said in James, the first chapter, verse 22, he said, Be ye doers of the word, not hearers only. If any man be a hearer of the word, not a doer, he's like a man that behold his natural face in a glass, and he goeth away and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Now see, the mirror he's talking about, or glass, is the mirror of the word of God. Can you say amen? Thank you so much for joining us for the broadcast today, and I trust you've been blessed by the Word of God. We have a special book offer this week. It's called The Substance of Things. It's book offer number 7518. It's a 73-page paperback for $7 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $10.
Now, we know that the Bible says faith is a substance of things hoped for. This book talks about faith, but it goes about it in a little different way. You know, the more ways you can say something, the better people understand it. We deal with the invisible things of God. Paul said the invisible things of God from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by things that are made. So if we can understand the things that God made, then we can understand how the invisible things of God work. And God gives us in his word, or should I say Jesus, gives us in his word the parable of the sower, how that the earth produces and brings forth fruit. The sower soweth the word. And this is exactly how the invisible things of God work in the kingdom of God. We speak things on the authority of the word of God. It's planted in our heart, and it produces. If you can understand how to raise a garden, you can understand how to have production in the kingdom of God, because the kingdom of God is within you, and you speak the word of God in your heart, and it will produce results. Now, this book will help you understand faith in many different illustrations that I share in this book. We talk about a copy machine, how it produces, and it'll help you understand how God's Word will produce in your life. That's book offer number 7518. It's called The Substance of Things. It's a 73-page paperback for $7 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $10. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.